is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily, World on Pause. I'm Charles Feldman from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. And I'm Mike Simpson. Things returning to normal quickly in the U.S. Crowds going to the big sporting events. Concerts coming back. Vegas is operating at capacity. No mask requirements for the vaccinated. California will return to mostly normal in two weeks, whatever that means in California. This all comes as cases, deaths, and the number of people in the hospital around the country continue to fall. But it's different in other parts of the world. COVID is still very much a big problem. We'll get into to what that means for the U.S. moving forward in the near future. Housing market on fire right now across much of the country. We'll look into how the pandemic is helping to drive up the prices. But let's start with how the pandemic is impacting the U.S. compared to the rest of the world. Dr. Peter Katona is a clinical professor of medicine and infectious diseases at UCLA's Geffen School of Medicine. He formerly worked as an epidemic intelligence services officer at the CDC. Uh, doctor, are we being premature in declaring victory here in the U.S. over the coronavirus? Well, thank you for having me. It's a complicated question to answer, and, and there's no definitive answer until time goes by and we find out what happens. But the difference between the places that have done well and the places that have not done well is mostly vaccinations, as well as, to to a great degree, the adherence to masking and distancing protocols. But the big difference is vaccination. And even, even in this country, we have this massive amount of vaccination that's occurred more than any other country except possibly uh, England and Israel. And we've done very well with it. There are pockets, particularly in the south, of unvaccinated areas, which may become problematic. And so far, there are no major issues with the variants. You know, that could change tomorrow or next month. But we haven't had any problems with them. The vaccines all seem to work. So it's really an issue. You get a population that has a lot of vaccination in really good shape now. All those countries you mentioned, Taiwan, Japan, they have very, very low vaccination rates. And uh, that's the difference right now. Is it a matter of their their rollouts or which vaccines they're using or getting enough? And I guess we are sending more out than we ever have before, which is probably a good thing because, you know, we're not in this alone. Yeah, the vaccines all seem to work. Um, The differences are minor and have to do with where they were tested and how they were tested and what populations. But they FDA-approved vaccines, the three of them, probably also the AstraZeneca vaccine that's been approved in, in, in Europe, all seem to do very, very well. And um, so it's really an issue of have you been vaccinated or unvaccinated? It, it almost looks like that's the issue more than opening up too quickly. But of course, as you know, uh, you know, Americans tend to be very U.S. centric. We were in the early days of the pandemic, when we had this attitude uh, initially that, oh, it's not here. Uh, this is something that's happening in China, so we don't have to worry about it. Well, that turned out to be wrong. Uh, and now we have often the attitude, I think, that it's ending or seems to be ending in this country. Therefore, the problem is now over. But the problem isn't over, not for the world and maybe not for us if it continues in the rest of the world. Well, I did not mean in any way to imply that uh, vigilance is a bad thing. Um, but you can look at different places in the world uh, and that have attacked this differently. Uh, India has attacked it differently. Brazil's attacked it differently. Both have done it in a very incompetent way. 
um, which is why they're having their problems to a large extent. But it is a global problem, and it won't go away without a global initiative that vaccinates and causes good things to happen in all different parts of the world. So we cannot divorce ourselves from the rest of the world, but we can keep our rates low by being vigilant. We can't get rid of it, but we can keep our rates low enough that people can start really appreciating a normal way of life again. Dr. Peter Katona, Clinical Professor of Medicine, Infectious Diseases, UCLA's Geffen School of Medicine. Doctor, thanks. Coming up after this short break is the pandemic driving up home prices. The pandemic in California might both be to blame for the surging home prices around the U.S., the overheated real estate market here in the state driving people out, as is the pandemic, which led to lots of job losses. Prices up elsewhere. New data from Realtor.com shows in the top 10 metro housing markets, values have doubled in four years. Danielle Hale, chief economist, Realtor.com. So, Danielle, that's pretty huge. Yeah, that is definitely more than we would expect to see over a four-year period. So we're looking at home prices, sale prices in particular, over a four-year period. And in the top 10 markets, they're up 50% at least. And the top market, Boise City, Idaho, home prices were up 71.9% in this just four-year period. And the reason is why? Well, you'd, you'd have to be under a rock, I think, to not <laughs> know what's going on in housing right now. But it's not very many homes available for sale. A ton of buyers in the market because you've got lots of young people that are getting into ages where they're interested in buying first homes. And then the pandemic sort of exacerbated that with everyone spending so much time at home and created some conditions that made it a really good opportunity for buyers to get into the housing market with low mortgage rates. There's a lot of Factors coming together almost for a perfect storm in housing right now when it comes to price gains. People leaving big cities, going into suburbs, doing that kind of thing. And Californians have been blamed for this for a long time, and I guess we're still doing it. We leave even California and go to neighboring states and drive up their prices there. That's true. If you look at the number one city, Boise City, it attracts a lot of Californians. And a lot of the markets on this um, with the largest price gains are out west and are benefiting from Californians fleeing to other areas. There is one California market on the list, Stockton Lodi, uh, benefiting from the move outside of big cities to more affordable, in California's case, more inland areas. So because there has been so much displacement, economic displacement because of the pandemic and a lot of people losing their jobs, especially younger people, the ones that you just mentioned, who has the money to pay for these houses? Well, a lot of young people, well, in fact, actually, the majority of home purchasers, the vast majority are buying homes with a um, with a mortgage. So you don't necessarily have the cash to put down um cash offer, but you are looking at people who are um, taking on a mortgage and low mortgage rates have created opportunities for people that they wouldn't otherwise have had. That's one of the big factors driving home price increases. The other is roughly a decade of underbuilding. Uh, Builders have really not kept up with population growth and all of the new households that have been formed following the last run up in prices and then and drop off that we had, it's been a really slow recovery for construction. We were already looking at low inventory in the housing market before the pandemic. And the last year with all the bottlenecks and construction labor difficulties has really just uh, brought those to a head so that we're looking at fewer homes than we've ever seen uh, in a big way. And is that what cools this down? Eventually, we get more homes, although we say eventually because we've been saying for years we need to build more homes. 
Yeah, I, so I do think you know we've seen builders pick up. The last month of data was not very good, uh, but before that, for the four months or so before that, we had seen builders start to make headway and and really get to a level where they need to be to very slowly chip away at that inventory deficit. I think the other thing is that you know as prices rise, as mortgage rates perhaps start to tick up, um, they have increased from the lows that they were at. They're still historically quite low, right around 3%. Uh, but if they take up a little bit more, that's going to cause some people to, to pause or maybe decide they need to save a little bit more before they jump into the housing market. So I, I think it's, it's going to be a little bit two-sided. Ideally, you just get out there and build and so that everyone uh, could get the house that they wanted to get. But I think it's going to be a combination of tempering demand a bit or delaying demand a bit uh, as builders catch up. Danielle Hale, Chief Economist at Realtor.com. Thanks. This Bud's for you if you're vaccinated. Anheuser-Busch wants to give 200,000 people free beer if the country hits President Biden's goal of 70% of adults at least partially vaccinated by the 4th of July. The country is currently at 63%. It's the latest incentive to try to boost vaccination rates. Breweries in the Buffalo area and in New Jersey giving away free beer as well. Anheuser-Busch isn't directly giving people a can or a bottle or a pint. It's letting people get a $5 credit from its website that can be used to buy one of its beers. Find us on the Odyssey app. This is an Odyssey original. Also, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Stitcher.